The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 3. And the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah. And John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one is but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear the thrashing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized, and was praying, the heavens was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, We thank you for the act of baptism in which you name us and claim us to be your children. We thank you for that gift. Help us to live in the power of being baptized in you. Amen. So we're in the season of Epiphany. Epiphany means to appear or to make known or to remove the veil. In Lutheran tradition, the first Sunday after Epiphany is always the baptism of our Lord when God declares that Jesus is the beloved Son. The last Sunday in Epiphany, the transfiguration of our Lord, we hear a voice from heaven that says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. It's called the bookends of Epiphany. Baptisms, they are really awesome, you know that? Do you have any baptismal memories that that stick in your head? One of the ones that I have is carrying children down the aisle. Okay. Four quads, two in each arm. When Jim was baptized, Jim was 45, 50 years old. We finished his baptism, and I made some joke about carrying him down the aisle. Jim took two steps and jumped into my arms. I was younger then. I didn't drop him. And the most recent was the baptism of Martin Thomas Runnus. Uh, what a joy. Uh, the other two baptism experiences were when my boys were baptized and I got to be dad and not pastor. Baptism. What is it? Here are some definitions. For some people, baptism is joining the Jesus Club, you know, like joining Boy Scouts. And if you join the Jesus Club, then you have Jesus rules to follow. 
Okay. Baptism is like hell insurance. Didn't think I could say the word hell, did you? <laughs> you know, grandma comes into the office and says her granddaughter needs to be baptized because the family's going on a trip and grandma doesn't want the baby to get killed in a car accident and go to hell. Hell insurance. Baptism is like adoption. Ah, the first one that is biblical. Words in that of Galatians. We know that as adoptive parents, that child is part of the family when the child comes into that family. We don't wait for that child to say, yes, I want to be part of that family when they're old enough. No, they're part of the family right away. I learned that when my mom and dad adopted my sister. I didn't get a vote. <laughs> Baptism is like a branding. When we were in Nebraska, there were lots of feedlot cattle, and all of them had a brand. Told them which owner owned those cattle. And when we put the mark of the cross on the child, that child is branded and belongs to God. Baptism is like washing. We talk about sin that soils our inner person. We know that clothing needs to be washed and clean. And so God comes and he washes our hearts and forgives us. And we are washed in baptism. And we are clean. And as our catechism tells us, we are to do it daily. Daily we remember our baptism that it cleans us. So what do we learn about baptism? What are, what are the actions? The actions are, first and foremost and only, it's God's activity. God does it. Mainline Protestant, Roman Catholic, and Orthodox Christians all baptize infants. Evangelical and fundamentalist Christians baptize adults. What's the difference? The early tradition of the church was that baptism was from God and the early church emphasized God's grace. And so they baptized whole families, and that would include children, and we have a forgiveness of sins. And there's nothing that proves that you can do nothing for God's salvation, God's love, than to have a child and baptize them. What do children do? They eat, they sleep, input and output. Not very sinful life, but it's not very good life. It is a life, and God claims that child. The evangelical and fundamentalist Christians focus on God's grace, but 
grace in this case is like a blank check. All you need to do is sign it and cash it, and then you are a believer's baptism, old enough to make a choice. And what does our text say today? Actually, what's interesting is what it doesn't say. Did you notice there were two verses missing? 19 and 20? 19 and 20 talk about John being in prison. Wait a minute. Didn't it say Jesus was baptized? Who baptized Jesus? Yeah, God, Holy Spirit. I was looking for Holy Spirit, but God works. God, Holy Spirit, baptizes Jesus. Who baptizes us? Holy Spirit. So it doesn't matter if we fail or fall short or sin because it's God's action. It is God who calls us into an identity and gives us that gift. That identity is child of God. And it's one thing in our whole life that we can't mess up. We can mess up all kinds of things, but not that one. Because that it's God's work. We can run away from it, we can deny it, we can ignore it, we can't destroy it. It's God's work. So baptism is primarily about identity. The voice from heaven says this about Jesus. You are my beloved son and with you I am well pleased. What does God say about our baptism? You are a child of God and baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God loves us and God will go to great lengths to make us aware of our identity. In our day and age, we spend a lot of time trying to figure out who we are. It's complex. Our world is complex, and we have an answer. We are children of God. A couple weeks ago when I was writing my annual report, and I was talking about retiring at the end of January 2020, I had an identity crisis. I had a retirement identity crisis crisis. Let me tell you, it scared me. Why? For most of my life, I have been known as Pastor Bill, Pastor Runnus. And what am I going to be in February 1st, 2020? Retired Pastor Bill. That doesn't sound right. But you know what does sound right? Bill Runnus, child of God. That never changes. 
I won't have to brag about being a retired pastor. I'm a living child of God. The point is, it's not who I am or who you are. It's whose you are. You are God's beloved children. Baptism reminds us of our worth. We're laying in a nursing home. We're laying in a hospital. We're laying in sickness. Our identity is not that body. Our identity is being a child of God. So in baptism, we have a couple questions that come up. What does baptism have to do with sin? The early church struggled with this because the Jesus followers were trying to understand what John the Baptist followers were saying. Baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins was John. Then why was Jesus baptized by John? Jesus was sinless. Basic confession of the church. A couple centuries after that, they decided that Jesus was baptized not for his sin, but for our sin, so that we could be identified with Jesus. And then a little later, they decided that, well, there's this original sin from Adam and Eve. Maybe that baptism gets rid of original sin for Jesus and for us. I still like the first idea. We are baptized and our identity is a child of God. That's the strongest answer. Baptism is about our identity. It is about being restored into a relationship with God. And it's something that we hold on to every day. Your catechism, third article. Okay. Next question, kind of similar. Does baptism make us a part of God's family or does baptism announce that God includes us in God's family? If we go with the first, baptism makes us part of God's family, then baptism becomes a requirement. It's a requirement for life. You know, it goes back to that hell insurance but that means once you're baptized, then you really don't need to think about baptism ever again. But if baptism is announced, and the announcement is, this is my beloved son in whom I love, it announces that we are children of God and we are loved by God, then it's Every day, 
every day. And then we have a reason to share that faith with other people so that they too can hear, can hear the announcement that God is loving them. It's interesting to look at the text. And God says he is well pleased with Jesus. Jesus hasn't hardly done anything in the story. He doesn't start his ministry until after he is baptized. So God is well pleased with him before anything happens. God is well pleased with us before anything happens. We don't need to try to please God, to live up to what God is calling us to be. We are baptized. We are a baptized child of God. And we can share that good news with everyone. Amen.